Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. Hello, Amy. Hello, Jackie. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners and friends. How are you? How was how was everybody's holiday weekend? If you had one. Good? Yeah. Nope, nothing. <laughs> how was your weekend, Amy? It was great. Um, I went to a friend's house. I didn't travel anywhere, which was awesome. Oh, that's nice. Oh God, so much better than getting in my car and screaming for five hours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I went to a friend's house, family, family friends and stuff. uh, And then afterwards, we all went out and got hammered. And we, my friend Kelly and Savannah and I uh, cornered a guy that they thought was running a sex ring, a (gasps) human trafficking sex (laughs) ring, uh, and just started like hounding him kelly kept going something's amiss something's <laughs> amiss <laughs> what made everyone think what made everyone think he was running a sex ring um i don't know i mean the guy looked like maybe he was 21 years old uh so <laughs> i was like i don't think that's i don't think that's what's going on i was like i think that girl that they're with is just like really drunk and trying to fuck so oh my god i think i, I don't know i think it's okay maybe we should not and they're like well let's go confront him and i was like all right yeah, let's do this. <laughs> hey, you know what? Better safe than sorry, okay? Well, and then we like all of us lost our nerve after we first started and he was trying to explain and we're all just like, you know what? We just don't we're just gonna drop this. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that that girl wasn't uh, you know, in a sex ring for her I, sake now. I hope not as well, but I don't think she was. I think it was just because there was another couple that was like trying to get like a, a threesome happening. It was wild. Oh it was wild at the barcade on Thanksgiving night. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like, I see you dancing over there. Come on. Why don't you come out? And I was just like, no, I'm all right. I'm not going to come dance. And then he was doing it to other people. And then again, <laughs> did it again, to, done it multiple times. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm fine dancing here by myself. Thank you. <laughs> it was like please stop trying to get me to have sex with you and your wife you're wearing a fedora i would never no <laughs> oh, no never i know I'm it was sorry anyone that likes fedoras but no absolutely no not. no god no it was a strange night but it was a lot of fun well that sounds awesome i i guess thanksgiving apparently makes people really horny because we got a good <laughs> amount of tug job stories Mm, from people and by a good amount i mean like what two or three but still anything more than zero is a lot for (laughs) stories about getting hand jobs so (laughs) i don't know something about the season really brings it out of people i guess (laughs) you know something to be thankful for you know just (laughs) thankful for my first tug (laughs) (laughs) or any tug any any please god yeah (laughs) But Jackie, um, how was your Thanksgiving? Hold on. Uh, it was it was good. Uh, it, you know, I was with family. Uh, nothing remotely horny happened, thank God. Uh, 
I I uh, spend Thanksgiving with my dad and my siblings, like my whole dad's side of the family, which is great because they're Italian. So they're just there's just mountains and mountains of food. So, mm. you know, I get to just go up there and uh, just eat mountains of food. I, it's you know that feeling where you have so much food ahead of you that you start to panic that you're not <laughs> eating enough or fast enough. It's <laughs> that feeling. Which you're is, like. Yeah, you're reaching that full level and you're like, I'm already getting full, but there's so much more for me to eat. And Yeah, I need to eat faster. Yeah, I need to just, right. I need to eat as fast as possible so my body doesn't recognize I'm full until I feel like I'm going to explode. Exactly. By the time it realizes it, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. There's no coming back from it. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Pretty low key. Not as exciting as, as yours sounds like it was, but yeah, not bad. Well, the, the night was strange. But it was fun. But it was fun. It was a really good night. I'm so proud of you guys for, you know, <laughs> intervening in a possible sex ring. You know, I mean, they. It was. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. It, it was just so fucking weird. <laughs> they looked like they were all maybe 21, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I don't think this is what's happening. I was like, but. You know, I was just drunk enough to where, you know, somebody suggests, let's go confront someone. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's fuck them up. <laughs> I can see you just like turning around and being like, let's get them and not even knowing who it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. They were just like, wait, the one guy's gone because there were two guys. They're like, the one guy's gone. And they're like, well, that's the other one. And so we go to like walk out there. And I'm like, yeah. Rat. And he like walks in and both Kelly and Savannah just kind of walked past like, oh shit, are we really doing this? So I just like mean mugged him as hard as I could. And he was just like, his face was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is this woman looking at me like that for? And then we I, cornered him. That's what I love about you is that you are so kind and funny and one of the best listeners I've ever met and one of the most empathetic people I've ever met but you also have this like intensity that you use for purely good and I love when I see it in action like when I was down visiting you we were at a restaurant and some guy walked in and he was clearly some middle-aged asshole like didn't you know was on a wait list because there was a wait for a table and you could just see him going to each server and like pointing his fingers in their face and pointing at empty tables and pissed off that he had to wait and being a total ass hat about it <laughs> and then on top of everything else he was wearing a big make america great again hat and i just remember <laughs> we were at the bar and i just remember you staring at him Un, like unwavering staring no blinking just staring right at him and if I was him I would have shit my pants so hard <laughs> I had no every idea what you were talking would, about <laughs> every once in a while you would just be like out loud like what an asshole <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea what you were talking about until you were like he was wearing the make America great <laughs> Again, I was like, oh, yeah, that was that was after a long day of brunching. And then I like fell into a fucking photo booth <laughs> directly after that. So, so I had one tiny little moment of like, how dare you? And then I fucking ate shit. <laughs> it was great, though. I mean, I mean, we did. We had been brunching for like 
nine solid hours at that point. <laughs> and there was a lot of champagne and whiskey involved. So <laughs> I know. Good Lord. Well, thank you, though. That's sweet of you to say. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I, I think, like, you know, you're a rare person who can just, you, you just do it all. And having you as a friend is, I feel like I've won the lottery. Oh, so. my God. Anyway. We don't need any shout outs. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Amy. Oh, Jackie, my, my sweet little Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. (laughs) (laughs) Forehead kiss to you. Thank you. So Jack tug jobs. Yeah. Back to tug jobs. (laughs) Back to the old crank. So tug jobs. We did get a few tug job stories. You know, (laughs) we asked for them last episode and people wrote in, share their tug job stories. There was one we got uh, from... Our friend microformed, and it was short but sweet. It just said, my first tug job was after going to see American Beauty in his basement, and I had no idea what happened when he came, and he was the hairiest human alive. (laughs) (laughs) I know, God, he was the hairiest human alive. (laughs) Was he that hairy or were you just like shocked to see like man hair, you know? Yeah, or pubes on someone. The first right, time yeah. I think anyone sees pubes, you're just like, damn, that's a lot of hair. But like, Yeah, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why would nature let this happen? Why would you put hair in it? It doesn't make sense. It's all over the place. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, after American Beauty, I mean, good, good movie. It was an emotional movie. What made, what? <laughs> hmm, Probably because okay. there were boobs in it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. God, there were boobs. Mm-hmm. Beautiful boobs. Yes. I love that anyway, movie. Such not to one. reduce uh, uh, Mila. Mila. Mina Savari? Mina Suvari, not to reduce Mina Suvari. Wait, is that Mina Suvari? So, well, she's in it, but I don't think we see her boobs. We see the other girl's boobs, which I can't remember her name. Come on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Not to reduce her to just her boobs, but they were great and, you Mm -hmm. know, that featured beautifully. Yeah, it it wasn't, like, gross. It wasn't, like, done in, like, a really, like, here are some titties, enjoy kind of way. Yeah. Although they were, I mean, she was supposed to be a teenager, right? So it's like. Yeah. Well, and then also like her dad is hitting on, like trying to get with her friend who's also a teenager. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. And then Kevin Spacey's just like, I'm also a dad and you're a teenager. I'll guess, I guess I'll fantasize about you, right? Is that. So, so yeah. So the, the girl that I can't remember her name, but the girl that we see the boobs of. We all know plays, who she is. I know. We know who she is. She plays Kevin Spacey's daughter. And Mina Suvari is like her best friend. And that's, that's right. who Kevin Spacey is trying to like, he starts fantasizing about her. And then he tries to like, and then he like, like goes to, he actually almost does have sex with her. That's oh. right. A- yeah. And his daughter is Thora Birch, who was in Hocus Pocus. Thora Birch! Ah! <laughs> that's it. Good job, Jackie. You got it. But who's the other one? Mina Suvara. That is Munasura. <laughs> you can only say that name so many times before it just, it's like a tongue twister. 
Well, I'm glad we figured that out. Anyway, thank you, Microformed. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Can you guys tell that Jackie and I haven't talked in a while? So we're just like, (laughs) we're all over the place. I've also like already been drinking in preparation of our recording Mm. and it's December. So I'm having a little cup of Swiss Miss extra marshmallows and I've filled half of the mug with cocoa and the other half with Zambuca. Oh, it is my favorite December beverage. Wow, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. God, you always have such good drinks going on. I'm still just drinking Miller Lite. Still on that ML train. I'm still (laughs) drinking Miller Lite, but just a little extra for December. Yeah, it's just something fancy. To get a fancy drink for the next time. All right, so RK Taylor 628 says, My first tug job was basically a hand twister. Exciting. But a bit painful. That's junior high, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, nobody ever really knows what they're doing with these things. So it's like a rug burn on your cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, friction burn. Ew. Ew. Okay. Ew. All right. And we got one more. And this is from uh, Bender's Redemption. Uh, it says, Tug Story. <laughs> I'm not going to get too graphic, but I'm getting one while I'm lying down, and she thought it would be funny to aim at my face. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I love her brazenness. <laughs> are those, are those, those all our tug job stories? Those are all of our tug jobs. None, none for you, Jack. No, no notable tug job stories that I could think of. Um, yeah, no, nothing that I could think of. I, I can only say that, like, I, I haven't been many, but I find that my hands are always dry. <laughs> so <laughs> I clearly don't have a lot of experience. <laughs> I know. Really, nobody does. I mean, honestly, it's like you do one or two and then you're like, all right, I've had enough of this. I'm yeah, very know, bad at this. <laughs> all I know is like my arms are getting tired. And so I, I, I tend to avoid. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So we wanted to get the tug job out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just wanted to get that over with. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, shout outs. Mm-hmm. We're doing shout outs. Yeah, of course, we're, we got our regular shout-outs to get out of the way. A little mm-hmm. late in the episode, so sorry if you're a skipper. You could keep on skipping. Skipping ahead to the main You traitor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all don't want to hear about tug jobs? What are you talking about? Oh, Come no. on. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> you wimp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So let's get into some shout outs. Amy, do you want to start off? I do. So, you know, this is from iTunes. Thank you, everybody who's reviewed recently. That's been great. We appreciate it a lot. So this one is from Oboe A. (laughs) I I said that right. I don't know. (laughs) O-B-O-E-A-Y-Y. And the title is so pure. 
What took me so long to rate and review this podcast? I could tell in the Wes Archer convo that he was genuinely touched by your interest in the show and his involvement. You asked great questions and he even said bye at one point and then stay engaged and talk to you for another 10 to 15 minutes. I love that. This podcast isn't just about King of the Hill, but about friendship, your connection to each other and King of the Hill fans and now creators too. (laughs) I know. Thank you so much for that. And And I mean- Shout out to Wes Archer, because if you guys don't follow us on any of our social media, you might not have seen this yet, but he sent us like a bunch of original hand-drawn, like, I guess maybe like I'll call them character studies or something, but they're from 1996. So the year before the show even aired where they're like finalizing how the characters are going to look. So there's a Bill, a Nancy, Bobby, uh, Peggy. Peggy. There's um, Luann, I mean, Twig Boy. Twig Boy. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. They're amazing. So we posted them all over the place. So uh, on Instagram, it's Ho Yeah Pod, Facebook, Ho Yeah Podcast, um, and Twitter is Ho Yeah Pod as well. So please go check those out because they are absolutely amazing. And I mean, just we could not be more thrilled with them. Yeah. Thank you, o- OBA. That's, that's so nice to say. Of course, it's our first interview with anyone so mm-hmm. it's just really nice to get the positive feedback and hopefully we'll get to do more in the future and and uh yeah but yeah thank you to Wes Archer that was ugh, so kind I know <laughs> all right I also have a review from iTunes this one looks like it just came in yesterday but I haven't read it yet and it's from MeJ90 and the subject says yeah this podcast makes us and then it gets cut off (laughs) don't see the rest of it (laughs) um but it says i've loved king of the hill for a long time and i'm so happy to have found this podcast the hosts spend time discussing the layered humor of the show and also bring up funny background jokes they pepper the reviews in with hilarious anecdotes and are so able to weave in listener anecdotes with seamless dexterity I don't listen to barely any podcast, but this one is my go-to. I'm going to try to step up to the the challenge on this last part and try to convey how this podcast makes me feel. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever had your really special friend ride a magical unicorn into the sparkly cave of giggles until the (laughs) ocean of magnificent fairy waves hiccups? Hiccups all over your new princess dress? <laughs> this podcast does not make me feel that way, but it does make me feel the way I do after I have cleaned my dress up and can have all sorts of fun the next time. <laughs> me, Jay. <laughs> that was disturbing. <laughs> Thank you, me, Jay 90. I, I mean, I read this previously and I was like, all right. Are they talking about a beach? Is Meech talking about a beach? Think that's I think that's maybe what they're talking because the the sparkly cave of giggles giggles. So like you know like in my mouth unicorn sparkly cave of giggles because giggles come from the mouth mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. the ocean of magnificent fairy wave hiccups comes. Yes, <laughs> all over your new princess dress. Now what is that? Your tongue. Oh God! I was just thinking. Oh, I was just thinking an actual dress, but maybe okay. you're right. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the word using the word hiccups for <laughs> Ew. I love that. Thank you, MeJ. <laughs> please, please more of those. I like that a lot. It's awesome. <laughs> oh God. All right. So is that I think we gotta end on that one. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> We got our shout outs out of the way, got our tug jobs done, so are we, uh, Amy, are you ready to get into the episode? I am so ready. All right, here we go. Season two, episode two, Texas City Twister. Air date, September 28th, 1997. And I, as always, I've keep forgetting to mention it the last few weeks but i got most of this from the king of the hill fandom wiki this synopsis all right here we go that sip of sambuca Ooh. <laughs> i drink my miller <laughs> that just caused a lot of foam <laughs> all right here we go <clears throat> Hank's frustration with Luann living in his house reaches a peak when he realizes she washed his undergarments with with hers. She mixed them in their laundry, God forbid. <laughs> but it's more than that. During this scene, it's early in the morning and Hank doesn't have his glasses on, so his vision is pretty blurry. He's in the kitchen making coffee and thinks that he sees Peggy come in, but realizes that it's Luann when he leans in to give her a kiss. Mm. Gross, mm. gross, gross. Mm. <laughs> I want everyone to bring up a mental image of your uncle, and I want you to picture him leaning in to kiss you on the lips. Oh, Gross. I do have an uncle that does that, though. But he's very <gasps> sweet, and it's not in a gross way, I swear to God. <laughs> on the lips, Amy. <laughs> on the fucking lips. But he also does it to my brother, so... <laughs> I really... I, I mean... Yes, I also wrote that. I was like, oh my god, your uncle coming at you for like a kiss? And then I thought, well, wait a second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's still gross. It's still weird. It's still gross, but I guess I don't feel as grossed out hearing that it's not too uncommon. <laughs> I can't believe no, he your no, brother. <laughs> no, he does it to everyone. Oh, I just love you. Mwah. And you get a big fucking smooch. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're moving past it then. All I right. can't believe I just said that for who knows how many people to hear. I promise it's not in a creepy way. I promise. We believe you. No, you don't. I don't even believe me. <laughs> All right. So Hank is feeling frustrated and probably a little embarrassed too. Um, shortly after this incident, a bill collector arrives at the Hill House Hank learns that his niece, Luann, owes six months back rent for the trailer that belonged to her parents, located in Shiny Pines Trailer Park. When Hank confronts Luann, she explains that the trailer tipped over, making it uninhabitable. Um, Hank is anxious to get Luann out of his house, so he and Bill and Dale and Boomhauer head to the trailer park uh, to tip the trail back upright using something called a winch. A winch. A wench. Wanch. Um, before doing this, however, Dale lets Nancy know that he's going to help Hank 
upright the trailer and he'll see her at dinner time. But Nancy lets him know that she probably won't be home for dinner. She says there's a storm heading their way. And since she's a weather lady, she needs to head to work because there may be a tornado watch and states, this could be the disaster I've been waiting for. So keep your fingers crossed. (laughs) I know. I love that scene. I know. I love that. I love when they're all, you know, Dale pops up. What you gonna wench? (laughs) Luann's daddy's trailer (laughs) it's like the most redneck part of the whole like episode I love that part yeah so um so I also made a note that this is foreshadowing foreshadowing oh yeah um oh I like also in a response to this and response to Nancy saying she won't be home for dinner Dale says but what about my dinner and Nancy says I left a carton of cigarettes on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and he's like, I think I'll keep her. <laughs> I love that part. He turns to everyone. He's just like, uh, yeah, I'll keep her. <laughs> <laughs> like, lucky me, a carton of cigs for din din. Yum. <laughs> uh, so they get to the trailer park and they upright Luann's trailer. And I like this whole scene because uh, they, whatever a, a winch is, I, I don't know, but I suspect it has something to do with them attaching a hook from Hank's pickup truck to the trailer and Boomhauer drives forward um, and he drives really, really fast, picks up momentum and it pulls on the trailer and uprights it. And in the process, he crashes into another trailer and tips that over. Get out of there. It. I yeah. know. So they have the trailer uprighted now. So Hank heads home and he gives Luann the great news that he uprighted her trailer and she can finally move out. However, Luann is not happy when she hears this and she runs away crying. Peggy follows Luann to console her. And uh, during this scene, Luann initially shares that she's not ready to go back to the trailer. There are just so many triggering memories tied to it. Probably a lot of memories of her parents fighting and screaming and stabbing each other, which I don't (laughs) blame Luann at all. I mean, I I hadn't thought about it before, but watching it this time, it it really makes you realize, you know, that it's more than her not wanting to move out. It's it's just got to be such like a lonely, sad place this trailer where now she like now her parents aren't even there but all her memories from living in this place are just like terrifying and and upsetting you know yeah just witnessing domestic violence and like who knows what happened to her you know maybe she was also abused but yeah it's like a terrible place it's like sending somebody back to prison like back to like a traumatic like environment like get on back there here you go you're living in this like comforting environment with your aunt and uncle and your cousin and now you're being told to leave that and go back to this place that has so many terrible memories it's like basically the relationship i have with the entire state of florida it's like (laughs) i'm getting better as i get older i i I don't mind florida as much but for a long time it was like i can't go back to that place i hate it so much (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that feeling you know yeah definitely Um, Anyway, after talking to Peggy, Luann decides that maybe she's ready to confront her past traumas and, um, you know, to try and work on moving past them. And ultimately, she decides to move back into her parents' trailer. We cut to move out day and Luann is giving her emotional final goodbyes. She's, of course, crying. And we all know how well Hank handles that. (laughs) 
As a way of saying goodbye to Luann, he hands her his business card, explaining how it will save her 10% on all of her propane needs. Uh, oh, God, uh, uh, Luann, lucky, lucky me. <laughs> it just runs out. <laughs> oh, oh, poor thing. Peggy's, Peggy's pissed at Hank, of course. Uh, she's pissed by his cold response, and she tells Luann to wait outside by the car, and then she confronts Hank. And they get into an argument. Peggy refers to him as a blockhead who is <laughs> unable to express his emotions. And in his own unique way, Hank tells his wife to go to hell. <laughs> Which is such a good... I I mean, it's the most roundabout way of telling somebody to go to hell. <laughs> like It's like the longest way to do that. <laughs> I know. He basically like politely invites her to spend some time. Consider spending <laughs> some time in hell. Um... <laughs> shocked by this peggy climbs into the car she like leaves she slams the sliding glass door she climbs into the car with luann and they leave for the trailer park shortly thereafter nancy gribble appears in a weather alert on tv warning of an approaching storm capable of spawning tornadoes in the weather report nancy even mentions that trailer parks in particular can be hell during a tornado Bobby points out, hey, you kind of told mom to go to hell, dad, and now she's heading to a trailer park, which is like hell, you know, if a tornado comes. And Mm -hmm. Hank considers this and he begins to grow worried, which I can't imagine. Imagine if your last words to your loved one were go to hell and then something happens to them. (sighs) There's no amount of therapy that would ever help you overcome that. No. Mm -mm. Your life is ruined. It's, yeah. it's like, oh God, yeah. Anyway. No, I, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. So he, <laughs> I think about, I just, I think about that a lot too. Cause like, you know, the older you get, I feel like the more sensitized you become to like death because you, you experience more and more loss and you come to appreciate the permanence of loss. And so, and so I'll, I feel like at least once a month, I'll have a moment where my partner will leave and then I'll just say something like not mean or angry or anything or anything, but just something like kind of dumb or silly. <laughs> and then maybe they come home late from work and I hadn't I haven't heard from them. They're not responding to my texts. And then I think like, oh, my God, like the last thing I said to them was this like stupid thing. Like, how am I going to ever cope with that? You know, I, uh, you know, you're right. And I, because I mean, this last year, my anxiety around people dying has just skyrocketed. I mean, it was something you never really thought about. You know, I just turned 31. I turned 31 in July. And I mean, it's all of a sudden, it's like every night I'm like, I'm like, oh, time to go to bed. And it's like, everyone you know and love could die right now. You know that, right? Well, not right now, but they're they're gonna, everyone's gonna die. I know. And I just, you know, you, you don't even really think you it's just not even something that you think about but all of a sudden it's been like right there in my mind and I'm just like holy shit I have to spend as much time with these people as possible at all times so I've just become really clingy and annoying in response to my anxiety (laughs) we've we we know several people that have passed away I mean in the past year Mm -hmm. we know a lot of people that have passed away like yes and and a lot of it a lot of those people were not, it was very sudden, you know, Mm -hmm. not expected. So it really makes you realize like, oh my God, I've been, for for my job, I've also been reading a lot about, I'm going, I'm starting a new position where I'm going to do like 
therapy for swallowing disorders. Ha ha ha, mm. swallowing. Ha ha ha. Okay. <laughs> it's a very oh God, real. I didn't even think about that. It's a very real issue. And so, of course, I've been doing a lot of research on like choking hazards. And I read recently that there's been a rise in people choking to death because it's becoming what? less. Yeah, it's becoming <clears throat> less and less common for people to eat, you know, with with other people. More people eat alone and they usually eat when they're distracted, like when they're driving or on their phone. And when it happens, a lot of times there's no one else around. And so now I've just become like super paranoid about choking to death. And I'm worried oh. about everyone I know choking to death. So just everyone takes small bites pay attention to you know it's oh, scary that is, eat while you're distracted that's terrifying i almost yeah. always eat alone that's and the only way i eat i know and i'm wa- definitely watching tv the whole time or yeah. on my phone oh my god i'm gonna die by choking i'm so ter- I, I before you called me amy i was just pacing back and forth in my house power eating popcorn and I'm so I'm so out of shape that I was getting out of breath so my mouth was just open and like as I'm chewing I'm just like (gasps) (gasps) it's like I'm trying to suck popcorn into my airway it's so dumb (laughs) everyone be careful I know well I take bites that are like the size of my fucking fist so I'm just like (laughs) so I'm just like my mouth is at capacity at all times so just like and I swap I'm like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) that's happened to me too i've been taking i just like shovel food in and i notice like oh it it hurts when i swallow sometimes because i have too much food and i'm not chewing it so there's no reason just take smaller but there's no reason eating eating is just a combination of habits you're used to eating a certain way just change the way you eat and and just be a little bit safer that's all so Anyway, choking. I'm not going to be able to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, but everyone. Anyway, choking tangent done. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Hank told Peggy to go to hell, and now she like left for the trailer park, and he's worried now. So, certain that his wife is in grave danger, Hank piles emergency supplies into his truck, and accompanied by Bobby, he sets off for the trailer park. Unfortunately, Hank blows a fuel filter along the way, and he has to stop at Megalomart, where everyone is there buying, what is it, state like staples to prepare for the storm, and everyone's out of their candles. Mind, yeah, candles. People are fighting with toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he like runs in there, has to like fight these insane people. He gets his fuel filters, um, gets back on the road. Meanwhile, Boomhauer and Dale do some tornado chasing in the hopes of recording the twister on videotape. Uh, a twister has appeared. Um, did I mention that? I don't think I did. Anyway, no, a twister uh-uh. has appeared. It has <laughs> touched down. Um, they're trying to get video of it, but Dale freaks out and just drives super erratically. A can of ant poison a big giant like barrel of ant poison ends up falling out of his van into the road and they speed away um workers wearing protective suits shut down the highway until the mystery container can be identified and (laughs) hank ends up getting stuck at the roadblock uh, which further delays him from getting to peggy i i love 
that scene because like they're all just like poking it with a stick and drinking beers like i'm pretty sure they're drinking beer <laughs> so they're all just like poking the can with a stick like uh, not doing anything mm-hmm. and i love that that might be one of my favorite uh bill scenes too because mm. it's he has just the teensiest bit of power um he's there as you know a, a member of the army I don't know. He's got his little uniform on and Hank's trying to get by, but Bill's just like, you know, you made fun of me before, like for just being a barber, but like, you know, now I have the power and you can't get by until you treat me with some respect. And, and, uh, Hank's just like, Bill, come on, like, let me go through, like, this is no time to fuck around. And Bill's just like, you know, there must be something wrong with my hearing. I can't hear a word you say until you address me as Sergeant Dotrieve. And <laughs> Hank's just like, Bill, come on. And I love this part. Bill's just like, He's just on a total power trip. He feels so important. The tiniest amount of power. And he's just like, I will make this so much more than what it is. <laughs> yeah, but w- what happens? Hank ends up just, like, driving through the blockade, right? Yeah, he's like, fuck this! And he just, like, yeah. goes around, which yeah. he could have done the whole time, but he's Hank, yeah. so he's like, I have to wait until they say it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so he bypasses the blockade. When Hank reaches the trailer park, the tornado is ominously close. Mm. An old woman is there. I don't know who she is, but she takes Bobby to a nearby underground shelter while Hank runs toward the trail Luann's trailer in search of Luann and Peggy. Hank steps out of the trailer when he hears Peggy's voice calling his name. Through the swirling debris, he sees Peggy waving to him from the shelter with Bobby, Luann, and the old lady. He makes you know he he makes to get to the he makes to get he he heads toward the shelter and suddenly the twister is real close to him and the wind picks up and all he can do is grab on he gets halfway to the cellar and all he can do is grab onto a telephone pole there the wind is just so strong by this point and he's hugging this telephone pole and fearing for his life he starts to really pour out his soul and he starts to tell peggy how much she means to him he screams that he's not good at this sort of thing. And through the wind and debris blowing, Peggy screams back for Hank to, you know, like, don't edit yourself. Just let your words flow. Um, <laughs> Which and, is good advice. Yeah. <laughs> In any other situation, that's great advice, you know? Um, I know. I love Peggy is like using this life or death moment to be like, just tell me how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't rush it. Just let it come. <laughs> um, so he's holding on to this telephone pole. Wind is blowing like crazy. He says to Peggy, you know, you're my best girl. You mean oh. everything to me. When we were apart today, that was hell. I couldn't wake up in the morning without your beautiful face beside me. And we cut to Peggy and we see tears streaming from her eyes. And Hank continues, I love you and Bobby and Luann to a lesser extent. (laughs) (laughs) And Luann's like, aww. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the level of affection she's come to expect from. Like, that's that's overboard for her with Hank. Yeah. (laughs) 
by this point, the tornado is super, super close. Peggy tells Hank to hang on, and and she has by this she has to close the cellar door. By this point, it's just the winds are too strong, which mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Like in any other scenario, you're condemning this person to death. You're just <laughs> I like, I can't, I can't wait for you anymore. I have to close this door. <laughs> Obviously, you'll be dead when I open it. But right. <laughs> um. So she closes the cellar door. Hank is hanging on for dear life he screams the tornado is now right on him he's hanging on to this pole for dear life his body is flying flapping around in the air all of his clothes get ripped off his body and it's just truly a miracle that his body didn't get ripped off of his arms or a piece of debris didn't fly through his skull and kill him it's amazing And the first part of the tornado passes and now Hank's in the eye of the tornado. So Peggy opens the door. Everything's calm around them for the time being. Peggy opens the door and she says, you know, Hank, make a run for it. Like, get in here. Uh, He's hesitant at first because he's naked and he doesn't want Luann or the old lady to see him. (laughs) He ends up covering his genitals with a small potted cactus nearby (laughs) uh, and makes his way to the shelter. And I love that part because you see him look around for something to cover his genitals and there's a cactus. And then there's also the Texas state flag. And he's like, I'll go with the cactus because I don't want to disrespect the flag. I can't. I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he gets into the shelter and, and everyone's safe and the tornado passes by, but in the process, it destroys Luann's trailer. So, you know, Hank lets Luann know that she can, come back home stay with Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. and um the episode pretty much ends there yeah Yeah. yay great job jackie so amy uh any favorite moments or quotes from the episode dude so i have so many (laughs) like i'm gonna have to like pare it down here because honestly I'm, I, I, it's basically the whole episode word for word. Like I might as well have just typed out all of the dialogue in it, but there's just so many, so many good things. Like I love, there's just like this, <laughs> there's this little part where Luann and Peggy are walking back home after they must've been at a store or something. And Peggy's talking to Luann and she's like, well, they asked me to substitute for a German class. And I said nine, which I thought meant yes. So <laughs> I blew a big opportunity. (laughs) I love that. I love that. There are so many layers to that too. It's just like, (laughs) I mean, you obviously shouldn't be substituting if you don't even know yes or no. Well, that's her Spanish too. Like it's terrible, but she's just like, well, I just want to teach. So, (laughs) but I love that though too. I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like people, people say that Peggy is too overconfident but I argue that most people are too underconfident and Mm -hmm. even if even if you're not the best at something if you if you just believe in yourself and put yourself out there you will have so many more rich experiences I don't know definitely and yeah you know I know that Peggy can be annoying and overconfident but I do think like a lot of the hate is because she's an overconfident woman so yeah just saying just our two cents I do love, you know, Peggy and Luann's relationship, though. Like, like Peggy is so good to Luann and really treats her like her own, like her own daughter, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think even in later episodes, you can really see, like, 
how close they are. And, you know, Peggy's just so kind to her and understands like that Luann's, maybe she's not sensitive, but she's had like a rough upbringing and, you know, she needs love and affection and like understanding and kindness. So I do really enjoy that, like that scene where Peggy goes in to console her after Hank's like, well, I fixed your trailer. So like, get out. And, you know, I also love that speech from Luann. She's like, I'm reaching for a star, Aunt Peg. (laughs) (laughs) She's resilient. Luann's fucking resilient. Like she's willing to go back to this place that, you know, she she had trauma in and she's like, you know, I'm going to fucking graduate from beauty school even though my teacher is an asshole to me and i'm not very good i'm still gonna do it like she's 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 a hard worker and she's resilient so i do really love the dynamic between her and peggy and just seeing any kind of luann and like her ability to rise above truly yeah i i do like that part too because um you you mentioned this i forget which episode off the top of my head but when she's talking to peggy about you know her dreams for herself she says I want to do hair and makeups for TV. Yeah. <laughs> makeups. <laughs> makeups. <laughs> I know. I love it. Well, some of the parts that I like, uh, I tried not to, I tried to just, there are so many, but. I still have, I still have a couple more that I want to talk yeah. about. Well, right off, right off the bat, the beginning of the episode, I love Peggy's bedhead. I know. Yeah, I wrote that too. <laughs> I, I feel like this uh, the series does a really good job of of squeezing in Peggy Bedhead every once in a while. And <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I like in the beginning too, Luann just did a fresh load of laundry and Bobby comes in and he finds his own underwear in the pile and he <laughs> puts on clean, warm underwear and he takes his shirt off and then just runs away. <laughs> I know it's so First he rubs the underwear on his face. <laughs> He's like, ooh, fresh, hot out the laundry, hot out the dryer. <laughs> I love that feeling. I love like especially, you know, living in colder climates in the wintertime, just if you have access to a dryer, putting your clothes in the dryer first and then putting them on with their nice and warm. Mm, God, I just like a feeling. warm hug for your genitals. Or a warm <laughs> toilet seat, like when you go into a, a public bathroom and you could tell someone has just been sitting on your toilet seat and it's nice and warm. I love that. You nasty bitch. <laughs> I like that. Oh, it's like a nice surprise. No. It's like I was expecting it to be cold, but oh, someone was just sitting here and it's nice and warm. <laughs> I feel the total opposite. I'm always like, gross. (laughs) 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 My God. (laughs) I I know. I love that scene. And of course, Hank's, you know, 6 a.m. And and already the boy ain't right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. How how early did Luann get up to do laundry? Good God. I know. Before Hank. Yeah. Impressive. I like the um, kind of running gag throughout the show or the running, I don't know, joke or little background thing of the egg where Dale initially is like, I wrote down what he says to Boomhauer. Boomhauer's like just talking about, you know, we're going to go film the tornado or whatever. And Dale's just like, this is no time for jokes, Boomhauer. This tornado is already classified uh, as a level two on the Fujisaki scale. The storm, a storm that strong will send an egg through a barn door two barn doors if one of them's open and then 
And then Bobby's just like, oh, you know, I forget. I didn't write down exactly what he says, but he's just like, oh, you know, what if it's like a, a stronger one? I don't know, three, four, five. And uh, Dale says something like, oh, it'll send an egg through a brick wall. They call it Humpty's Revenge. <laughs> And then at the end, when the tornado is actually there, Bobby tries to throw an egg into the tornado because there's a like a cement block wall nearby. And then the egg just immediately goes right back into his face. <laughs> that must have hurt like hell. Imagine an egg slamming into your face. His, his brain should have shot out of the back of his skull. <laughs> Bobby should have died this episode. I know. Come on. <laughs> so should have Hank. That guy. <laughs> Peggy should be a childless widow in the rest I of the series. <laughs> Imagine telling that to anyone else. Like, how did your son die? An egg shot through his brain. <laughs> I just, no I, I don't even know. <laughs> I know. There's no dignity. <laughs> There's no dignity. <laughs> My son died in a really stupid, undignified way. I know. God, come on. He was killed by an egg. (laughs) What, did he have an allergy? No, it just went straight through his brain. (laughs) It scrambled his brain and the egg. (laughs) You you could say it scrambled his brain. (laughs) I'm sorry to anyone if anyone know someone that died from an egg going through your brain (laughs) yeah that wouldn't be very sensitive as of us but i i will i will go ahead and say that that's never fucking happened if it has we'll send you a mug all right yeah seriously (laughs) also i will want to say like that scene where hank goes in for the kiss with luann (laughs) he's trying to make out with luann um (laughs) his head is gigantic compared to luann's like it's like two times bigger than Luann's head. He really does have a blockhead. It's like a fucking piece of wood. It's huge. I know. And I was so, it was so interesting to see how worked up he got when Peggy called him a blockhead. I mean, he stood up, he got out of his chair, he he came at her and he was just, you know, so upset Mm -hmm. from blockhead. You know, he knows that his head is shaped like a block and it always has been. (laughs) You know Cotton has said that to him God knows how many times. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. That's like oh. that's like the nicest thing he said to him. Yeah, definitely. For sure, right? <laughs> you know what? So actually, I forgot. I should have mentioned this when you were talking about Dale's speech about Humpty's revenge. <laughs> he's like doing this big, long speech, and he's just like, everything's going to change. He's like, the strongest of men will become like a woman of average strength. <laughs> <laughs> fucker <laughs> i know uh, all right, all right I got, okay i'm sorry i just have one more i gotta do one more okay and then <laughs> and peggy when she's you know after they had the fight and everything and her and luann are in the in the trailer and they're like talking about it and she's she's like you know oh luann don't don't blame yourself for the fight hank and i had it's him and his damn self-control blah blah and she was like he was I am. I sure am not unfond of you, Peggy. I tell you what. What kind of a marriage proposal is that? <laughs> I that part. <laughs> well, I have. I have one more part too, and it's just. It's the end part when uh, they're getting back in the truck and leaving the trailer park to go home, and Luann says that. Um, she just says something about like 
Uncle Hank ending up naked. Like, you know, he lost everything, even his underwear. And Uncle Hank was just like, or Hank was just like, you know, well, you know, not my underwear. I, I wasn't naked. And Luann was just like, yes, you were. And Peggy was just like, no, he didn't lose his underwear. And then the camera cuts back and you just see his underwear caught in a tree branch <laughs> flying in the wind <laughs> yeah he's got those sick palazzo pants on and yeah. like a nice little pink cardigan <laughs> <laughs> oh i know uh, the old lady when she's like run for the freedy hole <laughs> <laughs> there's so much i just i have so many things that i, I mean i could do a whole other episode just talking about the funny ones that i like in this like I mean, when they're when they're driving to the uh, to the trailer park and they're listening, Hank and Bobby are listening to the radio and they're talking about uh, that uh, the tornado ran through Wheezy yes. Strip Club, and they're like, <laughs> "Well, nobody, you know, nobody's dead, but a, a customer did get hurt from, <laughs> or a, a customer had his lap broken by one of the dancers." <laughs> And then Hank, like, he, like, oh, shit, he turns off and he's like, don't worry about it. Wheezy's is at least three strip clubs away from the trailer <laughs> from <part>. Shiny Pines. <laughs> his lap was broken. <laughs> his, his lap was broken. Slammed on it. <laughs> uh, any Ladybird slash Dale ass sightings? You know, we see Ladybird. We see her, which I, again, another scene I love where Luann's like, oh, bye, Ladybird. And her fucking face is just like, huh? Well, just like, <laughs> Let me see that Ladybird smile. And then it cuts back to her again, just deadpan Ladybird expressionless. And then Luann's just like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So we see Ladybird. We see Hank's ass. Mm-hmm. First time I think we see Hank's ass. We see his tiny little cheeks. God, we but, don't even see it for the poop episode? No, I don't I think, think so. Do. Yeah. Oh, well, there we I go. I think this might be the first time we see his bottom. Uh, but no, Dale ass. We came real close. Oh. And uh, you know what? Let's just have a drink for Hank and and Lady Bird. Hank ass and Lady Bird. Just, just a sip. We're a not going to do it three shots. We're just going to take a little sip. Clink. Thank you. Clink, clink. Oh. Oh, I'm at the end of my cocoa where it's just like sludge. <laughs> good stuff yeah well there's so much from this episode amy have you ever seen a tornado or no i haven't and you know i was gonna ask you, i was gonna talk to you about that as well because you know we're we're both from florida and you are you know you're also new jersey new york area so really no tornadoes at all like every once every blue moon like a tiny little twister will touch down in florida but it, it's gone immediately I I can't imagine how terrifying they must be because in Florida we get hurricanes all the fucking time, but we know they're coming for like a month in advance. Like it yeah. takes them so goddamn long to get to us that we're just like we have two weeks of everybody just freaking out and then and then it turns and nothing happens. Yeah, and so it's I like so much notice that people have time to name them and yeah, you know put know. up signs and. <laughs> Yeah, like, go away, Irene, go away, whatever the other ones are, you know, what was the last, I don't know. But yeah, they just, they take so long to get to us, and we have, like, a whole culture around our hurricanes, because we have so much time to prepare, everybody talks about it for at least two weeks, uh, all of the gas stations go out of gas, 
It's mm-hmm. just like that Megalomart scene where everybody is like frantically buying water and toilet paper and like snacks, like non-perishable snacks that we all eat the week beforehand because it takes so long. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so and then everybody's going back out the, the day before it's supposed to hit. And we're all just like, shit, there's no more left. <laughs> It's like an excuse for everyone to get fucking hammered and eat as much junk food as possible. So it's yeah. like, the, you know, hurricane parties, they're a huge thing. We've, we've, you know, every year one comes by, you have a hurricane party. You, you know, you're with your friends, your family, hold up in a house and everybody just gets fucking wasted and shoves food in their mouth the whole time. It's great. But a tornado, it's just like, oh, it might touch down. And then all of a sudden it does and it like comes flying at you super fucking fast and it just Ugh. destroys everything in its path. It's, I can't imagine anything. I mean, with a, with a hurricane yet, it, it just turns into an excuse to drink beer and have a massive sleepover. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, hurricanes are still serious, but there really is so much warning, but a tornado, I mean, it's the sky coming down and giving everyone the finger around it. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, you and fuck you, not you, but I will jump over you and fuck you. And then and it just your cows. As, yeah, as quickly as it appears, it disappears. It's just like this giant terror. Tornadoes are, truly are so fucked up. How could nature let this happen? It's so scary. And I, we, I we never. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but like also, you know, like you see, like you can actually see them right in front of you with hurricanes. Yeah. You know, unless you see the, like, the the radar or the, like, the plane that's flying above it, you can see how big they are. But with a hurricane, you don't actually see it. You just see the fucking wind and destruction happening. Whereas a tornado, especially those big, like, F5 ones, oh. they're just massively huge and they're barreling right towards you. I can't even imagine how terrifying that must be. And they sound like a freight train coming at you. Oh, God. I mean, it just sounds absolutely terrifying. Those F5 ones, they are so, so fat. Sometimes they could be a mile wide. Yeah, it's oh. which is insane, which is an insane <laughs> amount of distance for a giant swirling death machine. I know. <laughs> it's so scary. Uh, I When I was driving across, I've driven across country a couple times, and every time I got to those Midwest states, if it was just even a little bit cloudy, I was so scared. <laughs> Going like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. <laughs> a tornado could appear right in front of me and kill me just like that. <laughs> no. Ugh. I wonder if people who live in like states where there's lots of tornadoes, maybe they, I wonder if they feel the same way we do about hurricanes. Like whatever, you know, like, yeah, it's going to come. It's going to fuck things up and it's going to suck, but well, it happens all the time. Oh my you know? God. But you could get sucked up in a tornado. <gasps> Oh, oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And your body would just get ripped apart. I mean, there are people that have survived though where, you know, they you hear those stories about people that are like I hid in my bathtub and then all of a sudden I was flying in my bathtub in the sky and then I landed oh! in a tree. I don't know. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> I I don't know how they survived because I would immediately have a heart attack. Like that would like I would be like I'm in a fucking tornado. I would definitely die and then die. I would definitely (laughs) never sleep again, and I would never take a shower or a bath again. (laughs) Absolutely not. 
I'd just live underground. Or I would live in my life. shower or bath. I'd be like, it's the only safe place. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, but, if you've been in a tornado, I mean, we already asked for tornado stories, but I'm open to hearing more, but... Yeah. No. So speaking of those twister stories, mm-hmm. we asked for uh, twister stories of the titty and tornado variety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so titty, the tid, the tid kind. So let's get into uh, those stories. Yeah. <laughs> MC Simano says Dallas was hit by a nader a couple months back. That's my story. <laughs> <laughs> A nader. <laughs> a nader. I wonder, like, because, you know, we call them canes. Hurricanes, we call them canes. I wonder if that must be, like, the abbreviation that people who see them all the time go I through. saw somebody call it a doe, like a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one from uh, Busty Shackleford said, I once pulled a Matrix titty twister. Both hands alternating in slow motion. Five guys each nip got hit. <laughs> That reminds me of our friend Marina, who can, like, find the nipple first try on anyone. It doesn't matter, like, what kind of shirt or, like, the level of padding you have in your bra. She'll find that Mm -hmm. nipple and she'll get it. Yeah, or where it's at. Like, I mean, mine are on any given day. Who knows where my nipples are pointing? But she finds them. (laughs) She finds them every time. I'm just like, son of a bitch. (laughs) That one was practically at my back. How did you find it? Here's um, another uh, a titty twister story, I believe. Is this right? Yeah. Uh, from Travis Latrine. And it says, when I was, say, five or six years old, a kid came up to me on the playground during recess and asked if I knew what a purple nurple is. Being the naive, innocent baby, bebe, that I was at the time, I said no. This Clark Peters looking ass motherfucker then proceeded to <laughs> grab and twist the ever loving shit out of my five year old titty. <laughs> I, I, I cried and slapped him as an involuntary reaction to get him to stop. And then this little asshole went and told on me, and I was the one that got in trouble. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Son of a bitch. Come on. I messed up. I got a quick titty twister story. Um, so when I was like 11, I went to a sleepaway camp. It was a Christian sleepaway camp. It was called Power Surge. Uh, oh, I remember that very what? clearly. Yeah. Power Surge. Power Surge. Because the Lord is surging through your body. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we had really hot counselors, like camp counselors. One of them was named Trent, and he had blue dreadlocks. And I was like, oh, my God. My 11-year-old world is rocked. Oh. So – but, like, all the boys in the camp started doing, like, titty twisters on the other guys. And, like, the camp counselors, that became a thing where it was just like, oh, hey, like, titty twister, titty twister. So everybody, like, all the guys would, like, be like, oh, look at my nipple. Look at, oh, it's all purple and shit. And I was just, and, like, my 11-year-old self was just like, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stoked to see their bruised nips. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, Trent, can I see yours again? Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking freak <laughs> christian kids oh forget i mean they're the worst <laughs> hex meh says uh my town in fort smith what the fuck is nt what, what? state is that what is nt nebraska 
New Texaco? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh my god, I feel like an idiot. Okay, anyway. Oh, Canada! Yeah! <laughs> this is Canada. What is that? Sorry. Sorry, Canada. So sorry. Anyway, got hit by a tiny twister this summer. My friend almost got crushed by a spruce tree while he was in his tiny Ford Ranger truck. Oh my god. Uh, Yikes. So he probably saw that fucking tornado. That's scary. That is really scary. I hope you suffer podcast says literally had one rip through my backyard this summer in Dayton was without power for weeks. Oh no. Yeah. We've lived that life with the hurricanes and that isn't the the worst part of them. Yeah. Also the death and destruction, but really the, like the power. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No shower. Sucks. No shower. And it's in the middle of summer. Oh my God. Shauna Rama submitted a twister story. Uh, It says the winter twister. I got drunk on red wine at my dad's winter solstice party last year and his college buddy Big John showed up to celebrate. He's a real wise ass and ultimately I gave him a titty twister after what must have been a snide remark. Apparently I twisted so hard that he threatened to get rubber nipple guards to wear to the next event, family event. Happy holidays. (laughs) Good. Good. Probably deserved it, clearly. I have I have a <laughs> I have a hurricane story. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have so many stories. Oh, go ahead. Can I tell this one? Yeah. Okay. I'll make it really quick. Um, I'll try to make it really quick. All right. So so back in 2004, we had two hurricanes hit us like right back to back, Ivan and Francis. However, before that, uh, just quick precursor to this, I had a party at my mom's house and my sisters came back absolutely annihilated to the party. They had apparently gone to a sex shop. And they were like waggling around these giant dildos in front of all of my high school friends, scaring everyone. The night ended with me beating the shit out of one of my sisters (laughs) and the cops being called precursor. So the point of that that is that my one sister, I don't know, maybe as an olive branch, offered me the giant orange dildo. She's like, I don't want it. You want it? And I was like, I don't want this. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like 15, 16. I don't know what this is. It's huge. I'm scared. <laughs> so I like tossed it in one of my drawers in one of my dresser drawers. A couple months later, maybe even, maybe even several months later, the hurricanes hit. So we're all going over to my mom's like new husband's house. And like, as we're all going as a group to be together. So, you know, we're all safe and whatever. So my mom, uh, you know, I was unable to actually like pack everything that I needed. So my mom packed everything for me and I'm going through my bags that she packed. And in the first one, I open up directly on top of all my clothes is the giant orange dildo. your dildo she and it was like it was very clear that she was just like what the fuck is this and i and i so i go out and i'm like mom i think you might have found something in one of my drawers and she was like she's like yeah jesus christ what the hell was that she's like that was like she's like i've only even just learned what those are i'm like look i swear to god i was like i that was kate's she Gave it to me as a joke or something, and I just threw it in there. I'm like, I've never used it. <laughs> it was like, and it was bright fluorescent orange. Like you could have used this dildo to like light your way through the night. <laughs> so that's 
that's my hurricane story. That's crazy. Any, I feel like any other parent would just be like, let me tuck this back into the drawer and never mention it. <laughs> no, oh, oh, no. My mom was like, you nasty bitch. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I keep telling all these stories that I just sound like an absolutely insane person. <laughs> no, no, no. They're all very relatable. <laughs> yeah, your mom finding your giant orange dildo when you're 16. <laughs> Who hasn't that happened to? <laughs> uh, well, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Please share any more dildo stories you have. Please, God. Mm. Amy. Yeah, anybody. You gotta let us know when your mom found your dildo. Were you using it at the time? I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, that's disgusting. Uh, uh. <sighs> uh, all right <laughs> we gotta end this it's, we, we, we haven't even done listener, listener comments. comments all right so we have um listener we've gotten thank god we've gotten a few listener comment submissions and we got we have some i think we have a couple from the past couple weeks which we still i'm very excited to use but somebody just submitted one this week and it is specific to the twister episode so we're gonna use this one this week but uh, if yours hasn't been played, we will get to it. This listener comment song is from Nick, a.k.a. Nintari Wizard. And here it is. Barrel of pickles. You'll be pickling for the rest of your life. specific to the twister episode but it's in reference to that old lady oh yeah he's like is that late old lady still there and she's because he's naked she's oh don't worry i've seen a barrel pickles in my day yep yeah which she's seen so many cocks it can fill a barrel i love it (laughs) uh thank you thank you nick that was awesome i love the you know the the personalized twist on it and Mm -hmm. of course you know we're always looking for new and exciting listener comment songs so send them to hello at hoya pod and just put listener comments in the subject line so thank you so much thank you so much so speaking of barrel of pickles i mean we got so many people who said that one so we got sophie Dottie, we have uh ron schaefer kberg 703 naps 412 Let's, uh, let's be lu- Louda. Luda? Louda. Let's be Louda. Yeah, Louda. KK Transponder. Uh, Simpson fights? Did you see? Did you say that? I did not. Simpson fights. Yeah. And then Dino Mike 616. So we got a bunch for that because it's such, it's such a good one. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. God, I, I'm just trying to like... I'm trying to sort through all of the pickle comments. There are so many of them. <laughs> uh, Crumb Dumpster, which, you know, we love that name, mm-hmm. just says, and Luann, to a lesser extent. Yep. <laughs> Shauna Rama actually said one that I had also included, but I was trying to not say the whole episode that I like, but she cries at weddings. She cries at funerals. There's no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> Bender's Redemption says, I love how Hank is called a jackass three times by three different people in this episode. (laughs) I totally didn't catch that. What a good catch. I know. I did notice the two people at Megalomart, but I don't know who the other one was. It was probably, it's probably Peggy. 
Thunder Muffin, Bobby with the egg. <laughs> Somebody else mentioned the egg, too. Where is that? Oh, Drusifer 2A. They call it Humpty's Revenge. It can send an egg through a barn door. Two if one's open. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Be Lauda also said, when Hank chooses the cactus over the Texas flag, that's the most Texan thing ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. God, you Texans have a, like a, talk about a culture, an identity of your own. I know. I don't think any other state is like as as like devoted to themselves as Texas is. Well, they were ready to be their own country. Very true. No one else is like that devoted. Everyone else is just like, I guess we're happy being states. Um, Madam Vulture, do you think Alex Trebek is sexy, Aunt Peggy? Get out of my mind, Luann. Oh, and you know, he is sexy. And also, God, he's going through a rough time. He's like stage four pancreatic or I can't remember which one but stage four cancer and he's still doing the show oh he's he's really pulling through so you know hopefully he's he he's able to recover and you know get into remission I don't want to sound like I'm a thousand years old but Will and I have started watching Jeopardy every night and it's so much fun it's so much fucking fun it's so good I swear to god it's really good and I know. I love it. I love Alex. I know. We no. all need to appreciate him. Absolutely. And also, you know, so my dad was watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy because they come on one right after the other. Mm-hmm. And we were watching Jeopardy. And it's just like all we're, we're just screaming at the TV and like making fun of the people. It's so much fun. Like, great, you know, Vanna White and whatever the hell the host Pat name Saint is. Jack. Yeah, that's it. Nobody cares about him. It's all about Vanna. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> But Will, of course, we watch Wheel of Fortune because it comes on right after Jeopardy. But Will has started just watching Pat Sajak when other people are talking, which is most of the time. And (laughs) it's so funny, the faces he makes. He just stands there and he's been doing it for decades. And he's just so used to just standing there and pretending to look concerned and sad and like surprised. It's really funny. I recommend watching Pat Sajak. But I mainly recommend watching Jeopardy because that show is so fucking good. It really is. It's really good. And Alex Trebek is sexy. Yeah. And when you get an answer right, when you yell it out and you were mm-hmm. right, you feel you feel like you're like fucking Albert Einstein. You feel like the smartest person in the world. Yeah. Uh oh, <sighs> back to listener comments. God. We are this is I am so sorry for this episode that you have to edit because we've just been we've been going at it coco bug wrote those orange pants do make hank look thick (laughs) (laughs) he did for that little tiny ass he had man he was looking good yeah and jrg comedy also noted i think this is the first hank ass sighting right and i think that is true right that's what i think yeah i'm i'm pretty positive that that person's right i mean whoa i can't believe it's taken us to the second season sorry ct murphy 89 the old lady calling hank a jackass for buying all the fuel filters for tornado (laughs) prep that's another jackass call out i swear to god there we got a lot of submissions this week but i want to say 98 percent of them are about pickles a barrel of pickles i know it's true so many people put that one in there jackie we have to do something really important Mm-hmm. We have to talk about our Patreons, yes. our patrons. Uh, yeah, so we got a couple, and we want to definitely give them shout-outs. Ugh, so excited. So, first one, Jacqueline K. Second one, 
Lainey M. Third one, Lindsay S. Oh, and so everybody's going to be in the live watch party with us. So I'm super (gasps) stoked about that. I know. I'm so excited. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And Lainey M. is going to be doing the live podcast, which I'm so excited for the next live podcast. I can't wait. We actually have to come up with dates for these things. I know. So I don't know. We'll figure that out. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about having everybody join, like even more people join us for the watch party because it just, it's so much fun when everybody's like chatting and, you know, has, a, we're all like yelling out our favorite lines that we see. I know. God, it, it really does feel too short, but it's a lot of fun. I know, but it is a fun time. That's for sure. So thank you so much for joining our Patreon. It really means so much to us and it really and it helps with our like website costs and our podcast hosting and our like we have to have a zoom thing so it really helps us with costs so we're super appreciative yeah all that stuff costs money which stinks i wish we could just pocket that money i know (laughs) i know (laughs) once we like take it all out we're like okay well yeah (laughs) never mind (laughs) but so seriously thank you thank you you so so much. much it helps us out a lot but if okay. anybody's interested in joining our Patreon, we have a ten dollar uh, live podcast, we have a five dollar live watch party, and two dollar shout out. So that link is in our Instagram bio, and I will also include it in the show notes. And the live podcast I find especially interesting because it's an opportunity to kind of talk about an episode with us live and and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And out of I think. There were only a few people that were in that tier for the last live episode, but only one was actually able to show up. So it was like mm-hmm. she got to be like a guest on the show, just her. So <laughs> Exactly. I know. And and that's the thing. So we were originally going to do it where like, you know, it would just be Jackie and I speaking, but everybody could chat with us. And then we just thought, man, fuck it. Like we should, we should all ch- talk. Like let's have everybody talk with us. So, you know. Now we're actually like, you can actually like join us and do the, you'll, you're like a guest on our podcast. So if you're interested in that, please join us for the next one. We're going to have the dates up pretty soon here. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and wear a wig next time. I'm not sure yet. We'll oh, I have a wig. Yeah. I could wear a wig too. Yeah. Mm. Just for a little like visual fun. Yeah, you know what, Jackie? We got to figure out something for that. Like, we got to figure out like a like a, a boot scoot and a wig situation. Yeah, I've been talking about moving closer to Amy just for a lot of different reasons. But if we end up being close enough that we can record together, I really want to do a choreographed dance real Absolutely. Bad. For sure. Yeah. We're definitely it, doing that. It's hard to do it while we're far away because there is a delay. So one of us will be just a little bit behind the other one. <laughs> it's why you've probably noticed whenever we say via con Dios, sometimes one of us is just a little bit behind the other. <laughs> and we end up screaming and it's because we're trying so hard to be in sync. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, Amy. Trivia. Yes. You thought you'd get away with it this time. I because did I did it. I did it. I, did it. I didn't think of any. Hold on. Hold on. I got. Let me look through my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, la, 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 la. Let me see if I can find one. Hold on. <laughs> well, let me ask. Let me ask you mine. Maybe that'll like, you know, jog, jog. my men. Yeah. All right. You yes. Ready? Ooh, I've got a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Amy. Yes. What kind of golf club? does Hank threaten the bill collector with? 
A nine iron. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always rooting for you to get it wrong, but when you get it right, I'm so impressed. (laughs) Well, that was another one of my many, 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 many notes that Mm. I took on this one. (laughs) Because, sir, if you're calling me a liar, you better be holding something stronger than an umbrella. You look like nine iron. Your face made a literal V. You're just like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This one might be a little bit more difficult. So when Dale is talking to Hank about, you know, he Hank says that he's going to untip uh, Luann's daddy's trailer. Dale asked him, you know how the Egyptians untip the pyramids, don't you? What three things did the Egyptians use to untip the pyramids, according to Dale? Okay, I think one was a winch. Yes. 5,000 slaves? So close. Oh. That is so close. And I can't remember the third one. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, though. Okay, so with a wench, a cinder block, and 50,000 Hebrew slaves. 50,000. You were so close. Oh, that was Trivia a good one. is mine! <laughs> that was a good one. I concede to you. Do you know what the next episode is? I do. The Arrowhead. Ooh, very good. This is a good one. I love it. It's about jealousy and just jealousy. <laughs> I actually can't remember what this one's about off the top of my head. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to find out. Yeah. Yeah, you'll remember it as soon as you see it. But yeah, it, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Awesome. They're all really good. I mean, that's what I say about every single one. Except for what, that second episode with Willie Nelson? Yeah, that one, boring. Well, we like, we like Willie Nelson. Not a great episode. Yep. Nah. All right. But so far, that's really the only one. Any any final thoughts, Amy? Um, Don't stay mad at someone. Don't let somebody leave the situa- the house without, like, trying to reconcile or being like by the way like go to hell but by the way i love you just so you know yeah truly i mean not to get serious but they they say don't go to bed angry but i think go to bed could mean a lot of different things like don't say goodbye angry don't just don't leave the house angry life is precious and if you think about it in a hundred years everyone you know will be dead our time is precious (laughs) it's true our time is precious And just uh, don't put up with shit, but put petty things aside and and tell people that you love them. And yep. Don't head towards a twister ever. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Be it storm or ditty. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, Jackie. And don't forget to follow us, uh, subscribe and review on iTunes. I want more of those nasty ones, but regular mm. ones are good too. And Twitter, I'm trying to get more into Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I noticed a little more activity on Facebook too. So would love to see you in all those places. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, just anything to distract me from my actual job, please give please. me any reason to look at all of the social media all day. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I guess that's that. And until next time, listeners. Via Via Condios! Condios!